Welcome to the Building Management Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Businesses are starting to learn that innovations in workplace and building design can actually do more than improve worker productivity. They can also increase a person's overall health and wellness. Here to talk to us about one such innovation, dynamic self-tinting window glass, is Brandon Tianov, Vice President of Industry Strategy at VIEW. How are you doing today, Brandon? I'm very good. Thank you, Landon. Let's dive right in. As short and sweet as possible, tell me about your product, Dynamic Glass, and explain how it works. Dynamic Glass is really transition lenses for buildings. It's glass that allows 60% of the visible light through in its clear state and just 1% of visible light through in its tinted state. And it does that automatically without necessary interaction from occupants. So the real opportunity is that you don't look at the glass or at blinds and shades, you look through the glass. When it's untinted, it looks just like regular glass that we're used to seeing in buildings today. But when it interacts with either the occupants inside or it responds to the weather or the position of the sun outside, it tints to reduce the unwanted heat and glare inside of the space. And so I'm imagining that these windows would be a pretty good investment for a company or business when it comes to cooling costs and things like that, right? It is. Um, what we found is that these dynamic windows can save anywhere from 10 to 25% of the total HVAC energy um, costs on a building and also reduce the size of the HVAC system by about 25%. And those can be significant when you're looking for energy savings. And then that, in turn, is an effort in sustainability. It is. It is. Um, it's interesting, though. Um, one of my other roles is as a board member and the chairman of the advisory council for the U.S. Green Building Council. And I think the technology really parallels the development of, um, of sustainability in the built environment. And what I mean by that is over the last 20 years, in 25 years, actually, um, the sustainability movement has, has grown from one that primarily uh, prioritized energy efficiency through load reductions and um, energy efficiency to one that eventually started to recognize that green buildings were actually superior assets and that the green buildings and sustainability was also about the people inside and that Green buildings were, were buildings that actually promoted health and wellness and reduced sick building syndrome and um, were places that people really enjoyed working and living. And that was a perfect segue to my next question, which was about the benefits of dynamic windows when it comes to the productivity of employees. So if businesses or companies were to invest in this technology, what are some of the benefits they'd see from their employees? Sure, sure. Great question. So if you look at a, an example business and, and how their expenses um, roll out, for every dollar that a company spends on energy expenses, they're going to spend about 10 times that, $10 um, on the building itself. And that can be the asset, depreciation of the asset, um, maintenance and upkeep, things, or, or rent, if you would. So. For every dollar on energy a company spends, they spend about $10 on the real estate that actually houses those employees. And for every 
$10 that they spend on the real estate that houses those employees, they spend about $100 on the employees inside of that building. So, you know, $100 million business spends about a million dollars on energy, $9 million on the building, and $90 million on the people. And so that's the lesson for sustainability, and that's really the lesson for dynamic glass. It saves energy. It can save a significant portion of the HVAC cooling um, bill that we talked about. But what we really care about is making those expensive workers inside of the building either healthier or more creative or more productive in some fashion. There's a study that was just completed um, across North America where a, um, a leading human resources firm surveyed 1,000 workers in the United States and 600 workers in Canada. And what we found was that access to natural light and views was actually the number one um, reported workplace amenity. It was preferred two to one over cafeteria, on-site healthcare, on-site childcare, and all the amenities that we associated with perks that millennials are looking for. They're actually looking for daylight and views in their daily experience. So I think that's a, a really important finding in, um, in the research that we've, we've just seen. I'll add that, um, that beyond that amenity perk, when you ask workers in a typical office environment today, do you think natural light and views are important? Do they have an impact on, on your workplace um, health or performance? And again, 70% of workers say that this is an important um, facet in the workplace and that it really does improve their performance. Something like 80% of the respondents felt that um, it improves their overall happiness and well-being. And three quarters of them that it also improves their, their satisfaction with their current employer. So these are big, big findings that say that um, the environment where you see your employees is a strong component of their workplace culture and their job satisfaction. I'm a recent college graduate, and so uh, over the last couple of months, I have been touring places that I was thinking about working at. And I know for someone that is in the job market that a good productive space is, is something that really is a priority um, out, outside of just the, the benefits of working at a large company or enjoying your job. It's enjoying the space and the people that you're around just as much. That's right. That's right. And, you know, you make a good point, Landon. The, the quality of the workspace and the, the culture and engagement that that workspace creates is an important factor in an employee's recruiting process and their decision-making process. There's a, a client that we worked with and we um, helped provide dynamic glass for their entire headquarters. And what they found after two years of living behind the glass is that they're finding employees that transition out of the company are coming back as boomerang employees. And they're citing the building and the workplace environment as one of the reasons that they're returning to the company. And that's new, right? Companies don't think about their building or their campus as a second home to these folks and a place that makes it more difficult to depart from a company. Do you think that this has been an emphasis in the business world before recently, before these findings? I feel like it's a pretty new thing. It is brand new. In the past, companies 
had real estate holdings that were managed by the CFO, and they were seen as a necessary expense, if you would. They'd say, this is an asset that costs me X million dollars per year, but I need it as a resource to house my employees. And what we're seeing now is a, is a huge pivot towards saying, this, this real estate is a recruiting tool for my company, and it's really a springboard for performance for my company. And one of the emerging trends that supports that is we're seeing that the real estate group is not sitting as a silo under the chief financial officer, but is becoming actually a subset of the human resources organization. This is one of the tools like professional training that human resources has to actually improve the employee experience. And, and it's interesting because seeing real estate as a medical device is challenging to the typical wisdom of, of the workplace environment, right? We've just, just moved into workplace wellness programs, but there's been recent research that shows that while workplace wellness programs work, they only work for a small subset of the employees. Not everybody opts in to take the, the healthy summer challenge, but if you improve the, if you improve everybody's environment at their desk, it's not an opt-in strategy, it's an all-in strategy. So every employee enjoys that benefit and every employee has fewer headaches and every employee has 2% more productivity. So it's very, very powerful, but, um, but it's just emerging and becoming a real hot topic in real estate and the development communities. And what type of places are you seeing choose to install your windows, just out of curiosity? What we've found is that there's a variety of workplaces that appreciate dynamic glass and the optimized light that they provide. We've seen a, an enormous uptake in um, commercial office spaces where there's knowledge workers working in a variety of settings, whether they own that, that building themselves or they're leasing it from a developer. We've seen great um, uptake and traction in the aviation sector where airports move millions of passengers per week and they're looking for a setting that's comfortable and modern and provides that daylight and view to the, to the airfield that they're looking for. We've seen um, good uptake in the healthcare and hospital settings where it's been proven that daylight and views, um, lower stress levels and um, increase re recovery rates. And we've seen it in um, education settings where teachers and students are looking for expansive views to, to help learning. That was a really important point to make. It's not just about business productivity and saving money, but there are health and wellness benefits as well. There are. There are absolutely um, health and wellness benefits. And, and we've, been, we've been working with some, some academic partners to start to quantify those. There was a study that um, a well-regarded professor of human factors and ergonomics um, out of Cornell University, his name's Dr. Alan Hedge, and he conducted a study of office workers across North America. There were 313 workers that were interviewed, and a fraction of those workers had, um, had dynamic glass in their offices or workspaces, and um, the other pool did not have dynamic glass. They had regular low-E glass with, um, with blinds. And besides the productivity benefits that one would expect with daylight and views, 
we were surprised by the findings that the, the, um, the occupants with dynamic glass in their buildings actually reported a greater than 50% reduction in their headaches, a 50% reduction in eye strain, and a 50% reduction in drowsiness um, with just that as the change in the office environment. So we're, we're pretty surprised by that and, um, and encouraged by the results. Well, now I've got to ask, is it possible for me to install dynamic glass in my personal home? You can't today. Um, while the residential market's an important one, um, we're focused primarily on commercial installations today. I will say um, that it's always an encouraging question for me and anybody who, um, who works with me, that one of the early questions that we always hear is, do you make it for homes? And it's because people immediately understand that this is a benefit and would love to see it in their most personal environment and in a place that they can interact with it every day. So I love that question and I can't wait for the day that that answer is yes. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. I enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com backslash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Until next time.